This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would say 90% of the people who have heard about this idea have said the exact words to me. I don't watch the news anymore. It's so Mm -hmm. depressing. I don't even watch it anymore. I turn my TV off. And then you have the other ones who, you know, the few who are like, oh, good news only. Good luck finding those stories. Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. My June merchandise is now available, and the theme this month is main character energy. What you think, believe, and put out in the world is what you will get back. And to me, when you wear the shirt or the tea or use the coffee mug in the morning, you are reinforcing to yourself that you come first, you are powerful, you are strong, and you can get anything you want in life because you are the main character. Plus, it benefits our guests today's nonprofit. I'm excited to welcome Hallie Young to Habits You Love today for an awesome conversation. Welcome, Hallie. Thank you. Hello. Thanks for having me. A long time no see. I know. We've been spending so much time together lately. I know, which is actually a point I want to make is we only met like a month and a half ago. That does not feel real. I know. That feels inaccurate. I know. Have you ever just met someone where you met them and but you feel like you have a deeper connection with them than someone you've known for like years yeah oh for sure yeah. and, but it, I mean it's rare yeah it's rare but yeah I mean I think it's because we like the first time we hung out we were doing we went to the I can do it um hay house conference so we were doing something like very deep and spiritual together as our first yes hangout so yeah. like no going back from there yeah so I I met you at the gym mm-hmm. at scorch scorch is just the hub. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> people. I know all the connections yeah. and the things it's brought into yeah. both of our lives. P.S. If you need to move anywhere that has like amazing people, great connections, entrepreneurship, I think Sarasota might be your place because I'm yes. just like left and right. They're they're coming into my life. So mm-hmm. met you at Scourge. And then I think the next week you are doing your grand opening for yes. your nonprofit. So I'm excited to get more into that a little bit later. And then I think from there, we just came across this, um, the I can do it. Hey house event. And again, that was just like, we had just went all in Oh yeah, like, okay, we have to get to know each other very well if we're going to something like this. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, in our drive to Tampa back and forth, I mean, we went Friday and you picked me up at seven in the yeah. morning. We got home at 11 at night Yeah, and then went back and did it, it again Sunday. So much fun. It was ah. awesome. And then for you to even want to do that, like having someone that to go with was huge because Yes. I probably wouldn't have gone alone or maybe I would have. I don't know. But yeah, it just ended up being the best weekend. We got so much good nuggets out of it. It was great. I'm still trying to figure out how to apply. That yes. In my life. So much. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know, Hay House is basically a publishing company with like all self-development, personal development. We saw Mel Robbins. We saw Jim Quick. We mm-hmm. saw... Brendan Bouchard, Brendan Bouchard, um, yeah, Yasmin yes. Boland. We learned about moonology and yeah. manifesting. Um, Who was Friday night? Oh, Mel and Brandon. Mel and Brendan. Brendan. Yep. Okay. Anyways, it was just great. We missed Gabby Bernstein, but that's yeah. all right. We can see her okay. a lot on social media. <laughs> yeah, it gives us a reason to go back. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit more about you. Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to do a bio, but I was like, I'm just going to let her introduce herself and tell us where you are currently. Yeah. So, um, I'm from Chicago. I've been here for about six years. 
Um, I'm married to my husband, Jake. I have a rescue dog, Macy, and I moved here to work in local news, as you know, and was there for four years before taking my first leap and now taking my second leap mm. into starting this nonprofit, No Blues News. Mm. So it's been a journey. And, and like you said, this place, Sarasota, it's brought me all of the right people and the right opportunities. And there is something very magical about this place, I think. It is a hub. Yeah, it is. I When I first moved here, before I moved to Denver, I didn't feel that. Yeah. And until I started actually really plugging in. So I feel like if you move anywhere, you just have to immediately like plug yourself in. And you had yes. already had some connections here with your your grandparents or your grandpa living here. Same with me with my grandparents. So it's kind of how you got here, but kind of share the story of how you really got here, which I think is an awesome story. Yeah, because I did have that connection, but it's so funny because it really had nothing to do with how I got here because I was a senior in college and applying to news stations all over the country. And at this point, my Gigi, my grandmother had passed away, but my grandpa was still living here. Um, he still is, by the way, he's 80, 81 now. Oh, yeah. so cute. Yeah, so he's still here. <laughs> and I got a call from a 941 number and saw Sarasota on my phone. And this has been my, my special place since mm -hmm. I was eight years old. I've been coming here since I was a kid. Uh, my grandparents built a house in Lakewood Ranch. Um, and... I get this call and the news director at SNN is on the other line and says, have you ever heard of Sarasota? I was looking on YouTube and we're looking for reporters and basically like wanted to hire me on the spot. And I said, yeah, I've been coming to Sarasota since I was a kid. So, you know, I'm in TV, you have to start in middle of nowhere, pretty yeah. much always like Idaho or one of the Dakotas or Iowa or whatever. Um, no offense if you live there. But I had I'm a from the Midwest start in yeah. South Dakota. Yeah. And <laughs> like, that's there. And that honestly was kind of where I was drawing the line. Mm -hmm. I was like, how bad do I really want to do this? But I really was applying to some um, destitute places and to hear nothing back and to start to kind of have that self-doubt creep in like maybe this isn't my path. Mm -hmm. And then to get this unsolicited call, lo and behold, from my favorite place, I was like, OK, this is just nothing's a coincidence. And my grandma had passed. I got the offer on my grandpa's 75th birthday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so amazing. I love hearing that story. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it just from there, it's like, from there, it's like snowballed into all these other things. And you've been here for how long? Sorry. Six years. Six years. Yeah. Wow. And I was here for a year and then just became the evening anchor. And it was funny because it was I never really had a boyfriend growing up. Like I was always, you know, I was always in those like situationships, you know, like <laughs> what are we? Entanglements. Yes. And um, I knew that I wanted that, but everyone's like, it happens when you're not looking. And I was like, if I have to hear that one more time. And then, you know, sure enough, my mom's in town and we go to beach club, which is not where I'm looking for my <laughs> life partner. You don't look for a partner at beach club. No, no. That's all we really need to say about beach club <laughs> if you've never been. And I meet Jake and he had just moved here and we found out that we both graduated college the same year and he studied broadcast journalism and wanted to do sports. And we had an opening for sports and he got his job at the station on what would have been my Gigi's birthday. So crazy. Yes. I know you say your life is full of synchronicities, mm -hmm. but I don't believe in like things on accident. Agreed. I think you put out such good energy. I feel like when you walk into any room or any building or whatever, I feel like you do come with like such an open heart. That's just like the vibe that I, I get from you. And so you're like, oh my God, these crazy things are happening to me, but it's for a reason. Yeah. And it's funny, like my friend from college, like since I was in college, and before I even started to really understand what synchronicities were and the energy you put out before I could even conceptualize any of that, she would always say, you seriously walk around with the horseshoe up your ass. Like, I don't understand how. What does that mean? Like, just I'm so lucky. Oh. She's like, you like have like literally have a horseshoe yeah. like in you. Like, it's just amazing. All these things and never, ever said like, you don't deserve it. She's like, you deserve it. But and I just talked to her recently and told her like another synchronicity story. And she was like how does it just feel yeah. to like, you know, have all these amazing things happen. But and I, I did, did start to realize that you, you do get back, mm. I think what you put out. Um, yeah. When did you realize that? I don't know. I think 2020 was like a very, very tough time for my family and my husband's family. Uh, we lost six people and it was this roller, literally it was during COVID and I had to watch my grandma's funeral on YouTube. And then we literally were alternating deaths. Like it was, you couldn't even make it up. It was like 
my grandma and then his uncle suddenly and then my uncle and then his two grandpas and then my grandpa. Oh my and, gosh. and I think during that time, I really, we really had no choice but to focus on gratitude. Mm-hmm. And until then, I feel like I knew that there was something energetically happening around me, right? Like I knew that I was looked after here. I knew that mm-hmm. someone was watching over me, whether it was my Gigi. And now when something happens, I'm like, okay, which one of you was it? Cause like we've lost so many people. <laughs> Well, now you got six up there at least. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And honestly, Lots since the guardian angels. Yeah. And since even though that time was so hard, I feel like even since then, my, you know, luck or good fortune or whatever you want to call it has exponentially grown. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I have multiple people protecting me. I don't know if it's because I started to really focus on what I was grateful for during those times instead of focusing on what I didn't have because mm-hmm. like we really had to count our blessings. So I don't know. I think, I think 2020 kind of did that for me. And it's funny because you say 2020 and everyone thinks of COVID, but it wasn't COVID related mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a combination of both. I think it's yeah. a combination of the people looking out for you and then the realization and the fact that you can now amplify that. Yeah. Because the fact that you're doing it inadvertently and not knowing what is actually happening. And then when you actually learn what's happening, they're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can apply way more things to this. I had, I was kind of the same. I, yeah. my grandma will always tell you that things just fall in my lap. Like yeah. that's like her thing is like, things just fall in your lap. And yeah. I didn't really grasp that term until about like two years ago, mm-hmm. because actually I went through a period where things weren't falling into my lap. And when right. I look back, it's like, because I was, very energetically low in in the tank, you know? Um, So then when I started to refill my tank and start the energy work again, and then Mm -hmm. here it comes back around. So I did, I feel like I, I lost it, but I always feel like I have guardian angels too, or someone's looking out for me where I'll never get to a really bad place. Yes. Um, I can get pretty low, but I will always be taken care of. It's kind of how I feel. Um, but now that I have that information, it feels like gold. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's um, and I don't want people to think that you have to lose someone in order to have yeah. that realization. Like for us, that's just what it took. But mm. you can you can use that tool at any point, even if things are going well, just the tool that I open myself up to only goodness today and all the good that the world has to offer. And I exhale Mm -hmm. badness and I don't let it in. And like, I think as an empath, you know, someone who like feels other people's pain so much and, um, it's a lot to take on. And I really had to learn how to, because I was not only dealing with my own grief, but also my husband. So it felt like it was just so compounded. Mm. Like we were trying to be there for each other. We were also dealing with our own stuff. Mm, Yeah. So it was like, how do you help someone when you're not even healed and you're not even able to grieve? And I had, I think I had to learn put that like that white light around myself yeah. and that protective bubble and to not let people permeate my bubble as much because I used to totally let everything get to me the good and the bad mm-hmm. like I love being happy for people when they're happy but then like when people I love are sad it's very hard yeah so in creating that boundary it also opens you up to good things because you say I'm open to receiving everything today. That's good. Mm, I love that. Yeah. That's a lot to navigate in one year. And when the baseline is the world is shut down, like what the heck? I think every single one of my guests, 2020 has come up because it's been such a pivotal year for so many people. And I think everyone can find the good in it. I Mm -hmm. think with companies, they got to pivot and do something different online and People got to work from home or whatever the case may be. But right. same with me. It was like such a weird year, but so much came out of it because I think the when it when you really break it down, it's like everyone was forced to like sit with themselves. Yeah. And that's how it was for me. It was like, I can't do anything else other than face myself and everything mm-hmm. I've gone through. I just had my biggest rock bottom in my life in January 2020. So I was like, take it. I have to face this now. But I would say 2020 has come up in every single one of my interviews as like a pivotal year for people. And so, I mean, my question would be like, how did you grieve through all of that? Like, did you guys have a grieving process? Like, I know that I didn't know how to grieve a long time ago when I needed to. But I didn't know if you guys like were aware of that, like, yeah, how to grieve. Yeah, I think similar to you, I think we thought we were, Mm. um, but we 
couldn't because as soon as we would maybe start to kind of grieve from one thing, the next thing happened. Mm -hmm. Like not even, it was even closer together than that. Like mm -hmm. there was no closure before the next thing happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think we were just so focused on like survival mode, like just getting through it. And, um, and we were traveling during 2020 and people were like giving us backlash for that. And, you know, we both were, we're not going to miss our family's yeah. funerals, but, um, yeah, I think that it was, I was also close together that we were like, okay, you know, we're handling it, we're handling it. And then like, you kind of become a little desensitized, I think like it's still upsetting, but you're like, oh, I've been through this five yeah. times this year. I can handle it. And then it was Just, like a year later in spring of 2022, I think that I finally went and I saw a medium because mm. I finally felt ready to do that. And that was when I grieved. Whoa. Yeah. Tell us about that. How do you go two years later and go see a medium? And what's that like? Yeah. So I was, I was kind of getting a little curious about it and now I'm like super into that stuff, mm -hmm. but this was like my first introduction to that kind of spiritual, uh, path and no one else in my family had done anything like that. And I just kind of had this feeling like people kept recommending this medium in town, Natalie at higher realm on South trail. And I was like, okay, I think people are, you know, I'm hearing her name for a reason. I kind of think I'm at a place where I think I knew that I didn't really process what happened and wanted to do it. Something was calling me to do it in this mm -hmm. way, I guess. And I went and saw her and was really hoping my uncle would come through who passed when he was 57 of pancreatic cancer. And the pretty, pretty much the whole time it was him. And, wow. and the things that were like all, all they took from me when I booked the appointment was my first name. And I know that there are obviously people out there who are going to see this and think it's all like woo woo yeah. and witchcraft and yeah. whatever, but it was so therapeutic for me. I mean, I cried really hard. And the next day I got a really bad cold. Like I got sick. I was like, I was purging mm, my system yeah. emotions. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. had no idea of the physical effects that would have on my body. I was wiped. I was so exhausted, but I, at the same time, I was so filled up with this feeling of like, people never really go like they're mm -hmm. still here. Mm -hmm. And that helped me so much. And then that's how I started getting into like Brian Weiss's book, many lives, many masters yeah. about how people, you know, their physical body will go, but they're still here. And that helped me a ton. Uh, so that was kind of like the door that opened to that spiritual energy realm. And before then I hadn't really explored it. And I don't know that I would have still, if it weren't for all of the stuff that happened. That's amazing. I've never, never done that. Yeah. And it's something that you have to totally be ready for and oh, open yeah. to. And, yeah. um, and it was funny because after that happened, you know, I called my cousins who were my uncle's kids and I was telling them all these specific things. And I called my dad, who was his brother and all these things about my grandma that came up and it totally gave, I could see the comfort that it brought them mm, too. Good. Like so they were like, they, thank you so much for sharing this. Cause yeah. they felt peace. Like, okay. oh my gosh, like they are still here. And then, um, like my cousin and my sister ended up going to see a medium because of it. Wow. So they were not closed minded at all, which is great. No. Cause some people might be like, um, yeah. Thank you crazy for doing that. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Cause, um, I don't know. I just, if, if, do we really think that it ends here? I don't know. No. I don't know how deep we want to get on this episode. Oh, no. But like, Ooh, that's a, yeah. that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> and that's a whole separate episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So that was your first, like you said, entryway into yeah. like more spiritual, which is really good because I only know you as that. I feel like you are a very, very spiritual person. So mm -hmm. that's the entryway. That was 2022. Uh, yeah. 2022. Wow. So like about a year. Yeah. Yeah. So 2022 or 2021? Yeah, 2022. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that which is year. crazy because it feels so long ago because yeah. I think in this past year I've learned, I've totally dove in headfirst yeah. to this whole world of yeah. all that's out there. And, you know, then comes like the manifesting thing and um, the journaling thing. Mm -hmm. and yeah. I was going to ask, like, what are your favorite tools? What are you, what's like a typical day look like for you if you are going to like tap into spiritual mm -hmm. stuff like that? Yeah. So I really, I was not a reader. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've started reading more and I think that helps a ton. Um, I've started journaling, which definitely helps. And at first it's kind of funny because you're like, well, what do I write? Yeah. But you'd be surprised at the things that kind of come up if you just start yeah. writing. So and were you just like a free writer? 
at the beginning? How did you start journaling? I feel like that's a question I get asked so much is yes. how do you, what do you say? What do I write? Um, yeah. Um, I feel like I always just start with like, I'm talking to someone like good morning and just go from there and like say how I feel or how I slept or what I'm stressed about or what I'm worried about. Or, um, I feel like I keep a lot up here. Like this is always very mm -hmm. active mm -hmm. and I could be so tired and then my head hits the pillow and it's like, nope, you're not going to sleep. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it, it helps. I found that it really helps me to write it down, get it out. Yes, exactly. I always say it just clears my head before the day. Because I'm yes. like, that's like a tornado is going on in my head. And then I write yeah. it out and it's like, okay, we're like a brisk breeze now. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's a to-do list. Like yeah. I saw that you like you posted on your Instagram story. If you don't write it down, yeah. like you won't get it done. And it feels, for me, it feels very good to be able to physically cross yeah. things off. Yeah. And yeah. Cause there's always so much going on, like tasks and calls I need to make and mm -hmm. oh my god I opened her text 35 days ago and I never yeah. responded like, like stuff like that <laughs> yeah so it just helps to yeah. get it out the way I started journaling was by reading actually so I kind of mm -hmm. got two birds with one stone because yes. I would read a chapter and it would be like a self-development book when I was mm -hmm. trying to heal and all that and then I would journal about the chapter like yes. how I felt about it and that really helped and then that opened up to me being like okay I can talk more about my feelings I can write mm -hmm. more about them and then I haven't stopped since. And it's so crazy. I definitely recommend journaling because, oh gosh, yeah. I have gone back to like four years ago and like how different I am. My thought process, like where I was emotionally. Yeah. Oh my God. It's insane to see. Yeah. Like and how much you've grown and how yeah. much even just your approach to life, I'm sure, has yeah. changed. And like there were some dark dirt entries in there, honestly. Yeah. Like just freaking help me honest like yeah. yeah some days Oof, i just be like yeah. yeah i would just be like one <laughs> sentence like oh my god i just need help right i don't know it's crazy so yeah definitely recommend journaling start with the chapter uh advice or tip and then maybe go from there and once you start i feel like you really can't stop yeah and i like that tip too like reading and yeah. then kind of because when i read like a self-development book or a business or whatever i like to take notes yeah and it's yeah. nice to take those notes and kind of see like how they pertain to your yeah. own yep yeah. So waking up, reading, maybe journaling. Mm -hmm. What other little tips do you do now that you've tapped into the spiritual? I mean, I feel like, like you said in the beginning, you've always kind of been this like, yeah, open hearted, open to anything, but now it's a bit more intentional. Yes. That's a good word for yeah. it. I think that I was just kind of that weighed by nature. Mm -hmm. And now I'm really learning like what those things mean and what being intentional means. And I think um, manifesting has become like a big part of my routine. Mm. Um, like I can't say enough about it. And like there's no, and I feel like when you start learning more about these things, people get overwhelmed because they think they're going to do it wrong or like how should I journal or yeah. how long does it have to be or any of those things. And um, it really doesn't matter. It's like different for everyone. Yeah. How would you describe manifesting? What's like your definition of manifesting? Oh, um, my definition of manifesting is thinking about what you want and it doesn't have to be, I think for me, it, it works better in like smaller things, mm -hmm. not like a general, like I want abundance or I oh, want some more love. specific. Yeah. And, okay. and, and, but I, but I say those affirmations too, of like the bigger things. So yeah. I don't know, but I feel like if there's one morning that I'm waking up and there's something that I'm kind of stressed about or something that I hope is going to happen. I'm really specific, like being really specific with it, I think is really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll hear stories of uh, like, if you want to practice small manifesting, you try to manifest a cup of coffee yes. or something like that, yes. something really small. And then like kind of just to practice work your way up there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I think I manifested a cup of coffee. No, me either. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I say that I start small. It's probably bigger normally, yeah. but um, I think both of us probably have that energy yeah. already like built up. Yeah, um, that we can kind of start bigger. And, and yeah. it's funny because it's not like this, like hits you over the head. Here's your manifestation. And you, you can clearly see it. It's almost yeah. like a, oh yeah, that is happening. Like one day you look back and you're like, wait, I do have that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't come like, I yeah. don't know. I think of like the hunger games. It doesn't come down in like one of those little parachutes, yes. like a gift from the sky. It's not always that obvious, which yeah. is another part of it. You need, I think, the more open you are to receiving signs. And um, I see an intuitive coach and he calls it, um, there's achieving awareness and awakened awareness. Mm, so like what achieving, is the difference? Yeah. So achieving awareness is like 
work related like goals tasks you know like you know that you want to get certain things done you have concrete goals of things but then your awakened awareness is like noticing the little signs Mm. and being aware in that way Ooh, can you have both yes i think it's important to have both okay um and i think without both i think those are like the two pieces to the puzzle yeah because like obviously i can't just sit here and be like i want a house on the water tomorrow and yeah. then like do nothing to get there. Yeah. So like, that's the achieving awareness part. Like, okay, well, what can I do to get to what I want? Oh, so the achieving awareness is not, you actually have achieved it yet. It's no, not necessarily. Okay. So you're yeah. like on the way taking the necessary steps. Yeah. Okay. It's more like, you know, and, and then it's hard to explain. Like I'll start to get certain signs or confirmations that things are working, but it's because of that achieving awareness. It's because of the work that I've put in, but then there's the awakened awareness, like things are happening and there's nothing that I could have done with my achieving awareness to make it happen. Like, mm. for example, I'll give okay, you an yeah, example. example. So I when like we, an example. Yes. So when we got to the Hay House conference, okay, the yeah. very first person oh, yes. that I saw, there were thousands of people there. I was getting my name badge. I said my name, this woman was standing next to me and heard me say my name and we're in Tampa and People flew from all over the world to be yeah. at this event. And she heard me, say my, heard me say my name. And she says, I don't know if you remember me, but when you left the news, I messaged you on LinkedIn and I've missed you so much on the news. And it's just not the same without you. Obviously having no idea what I'm about to start and yeah. anything like that. And I did remember her. And in a sea of thousands of people, the first person that I have an interaction with at this event is someone who is saying, I miss you so much on the news mm. and I'm about to come back into the news. And mm. I remembered her and that was, that was like an awakened awareness. Okay, like, so that's awakened awareness. Yeah. Okay, it's like a little sign. Yeah. Signs. Okay. Yes. And I, one of the workshops we went to is with Robert Holden. Is that his name? Um, I think that's his name. Is that the British guy? Yes. Yes. He wrote the book, Higher Purpose. Him. Yes. And he, yes. he had us do that exercise where we paired up with a partner yeah. and said, talk about a moment this past week where you felt most on purpose, living oh, yeah. your purpose. And yeah. that was the first thing that came to my head. Like the first person that I see when I come to this conference and I'm coming to this conference for personal reasons, professional reasons, but I'm just so excited about this new venture that I'm starting because it is my purpose. Mm. And then the first interaction sign of anything I have is regarding that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. I love that. But if I'm not open to seeing that as a sign or if I'm not open to receiving those things, then it would be a coincidence or yeah, it'd be a coincidence or maybe it wouldn't happen. Yeah. Like maybe I would have been standing next to someone different yeah. there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I feel like I have so many signs all the time. Yes. I can't think of one right now. I probably will think of it when we're done recording, but yeah. My life is full of them, full, mm-hmm. full, full of them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I mean, I think it's another important thing to journal because like journaling your goals, for instance, I did in January, write I think six goals down on my mirror, on my closet mm-hmm. of things I wanted to achieve by this past Monday, May 29th, and I didn't achieve all of them, but I okay. achieved like three out of five or something like that. Which is that. awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, but I wasn't every day like staring at the mirror, like, oh my God. Like, like I have to cross these off. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, have to, I have to achieve the, all I, yeah. six or else. Yeah. I think just writing them down. Mm-hmm. Once you write something down, it is out there. Yeah. Like, it's, it's out there in the universe. Like Abraham Hicks yes. calls it your rockets of desire. They shoot out and they're out there. And then the, the work is to, this is how I describe manifesting of my yeah. definition. Rockets of desire. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, here's the thing. But it's not all, it's not about the action that you put behind it. Mm -hmm. Like I used to be like action, 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 action. How much can I work in a day to get that goal? But what I started doing is pulling back and being like, who is the person that would have that thing? Like, what do they do? How do they act? What do they look like? How do they treat themselves? Mm -hmm. And then it's even pulling back the onion even more and then kind of diving deep into the habits and thought patterns and beliefs that that person would have. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think I've said this recently, like on my Instagram, yes, but it was like, yes, I remember this. You don't do it backwards. You do, what do I want? Okay. That's like the last step. And then the second, the first thing you do is what kind of person has that? The second step would be creating the, like I just said, the habits and thoughts and beliefs that that person would portray in order to have that thing. Mm-hmm. As opposed to being like, I want this. Okay. I need to work 10 hours here. I need to have yeah. This person, I have an assistant. I need to have 
Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. like so action based. Yes. And that does like require a little bit because you obviously have to put in a little bit of work. But yeah, when I first when I realized that it's like, oh, my gosh, like I don't have to worry about the how mm-hmm. I just have to worry about being energetically aligned with that thing. And so that's mm-hmm. how I describe manifestation. Yeah. Well, there's the how. And then I think what's also very important is the why. Mm. I think the why is very important in manifesting. Mm. Like, um, you know, why do you want this thing? Like, what do you think it will may or may not do for you? Mm. Or how do you think it may or may not change you? And I think the why, you know, determines too. Like, I don't know. I think if we want something for the wrong reason, then it's not necessarily a good thing if it manifests or maybe it'll manifest in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Or any, anything that is not for you will not come. Yeah. Um, and trusting in that yeah, too. There's things that I've tried to call in that mm-hmm. like were not coming through and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm doing something wrong energetically. What can I do? What can I do? And like eventually the door just shuts and I like have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of process that and you have to kind of grieve that a little bit. I just mm-hmm. recently had to do that last October when I was like letting go of the identity I had of the, the, you know, the job that I had that I created the brand and being a health and nutrition coach. And yes, yes, yes. I tried to like scale it up and ramp it up even more, even though deep down I knew I didn't want to do it, but I was like, it's my source of income and it's who I've been the last eight years. Yeah. And then when it's not materializing, you're wondering why, but you know why you don't want it. Yeah. I don't want it deep down, but I was like, no, I want it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Yeah. So it didn't happen. And I'm so glad I didn't because I don't think I would be sitting right here Mm -hmm. had it not. Or had it happened. I'm sorry. Had it happened. So, Mm -hmm. so anyway, just like, that's an awakened awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're, and then you're able to look back on those things and see like, oh, that's why this didn't work out. You know, in your case, like maybe this is why that didn't work out. So you could be doing this and now you're starting to grow this and. Oh, that's a hundred percent what it is. Yeah. And it's just giving yourself that little leeway times. I think in the beginning you can really freak out Mm -hmm. and go down a bad spiral. If you're like, okay, I'm a failure or getting all those bad thoughts in your head of like, I didn't, not good enough. I'm a failure. It didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, But just giving yourself that little leeway time to allow other things to come in. Can we all agree that health insurance is a broken system? Premiums are increasing, deductibles are getting larger, and claims denials are becoming more common. The headache of health insurance is exactly why CrowdHealth was created. It's not health insurance. It's a better way to pay for your health care through crowdfunding. I didn't have health insurance for years because of how inaccessible, confusing, and expensive healthcare plans were. Plus, I didn't feel right giving my money to someone who may or may not help me out when I needed to pay a bill. Insurance companies don't give you the peace of mind you need. CrowdHealth does. That's why your $50 a month membership includes the tools and services you need to get the highest quality healthcare. You'll get access to telemedicine visits, discounted prescriptions, and so much more. Plus, you'll have access to your own personal care advocate who will help you navigate the complexities of health events and even negotiate bills on your behalf. Experience healthcare freedom with CrowdHealth. It's time you opt out of restrictive healthcare insurance plans and let Crowd Health help fit your healthcare needs. Get started today for just $50 a month. Use code HABITS at checkout to get the healthcare you deserve. Crowd Health is not insurance. Learn more at joincrowdhealth.com. If you guys have not tried Cozy Earth yet, what are you even doing? When I say these are the best sheets that I've ever slept on, it's not an exaggeration, which is why I've been using them for almost four years and I won't go back to anything else. What I love about them is how comfortable yet breathable and soft they are. Plus they are temperature regulating so I never get too hot and I never get too cold. All of these things is probably why they were featured on Oprah's favorite things five times. Their premium products include sheets and bamboo and in linen, bath products, and loungewear, all of which come with a 10-year warranty. The best part is Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. Get 35% off site-wide when you use code HABITS at checkout. That's a huge discount, you guys. Go to CozyEarth.com today and use code HABITS to start sleeping in comfort. Now starting my own business. Yes. That's a crash course I've had to take very fast because really everything's great. It's the inner turmoil Mm. that I'm going to have to learn how to navigate, you know, like 
why am I worried? Why am I anxious? I have no reason to be. But oh, when you don't yeah. have that. You're going to have a lot of work to do, oh, sister. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm ready for it because yes. I know that it'll it'll yes. help me in every facet of my life. But I think that I'm the kind of person that if I'm not stressed or if I'm not worried, I think it means that I'm not working hard enough. Me too. But why? I don't That's know. That's not a good way to be. No, I don't know why we do this to ourselves. Yeah, and I think it comes from a... I mean, it could come from a lot of different things, but it, you know, it's like our, our drive and our perfectionism and our control issues of needing to like be in control. And when you own your own business, you're not always in control mm. of when the next money is going to mm -hmm. come in and with a nine to five or whatever you have, it's, you don't have to think about it. It's yeah. very clockwork. The every two weeks, the yeah, benefits, yeah. all those things, it's automatic. And obviously you can get in your head about how hard you're working or if you're doing a good job, but when you really depend on yourself, or if you have people working under you that depend on you. Yeah. I feel like it introduces a whole new level of. Yeah. I can tell you exactly where my thought process around that came from. It's yeah. just seeing my mom um, growing up and uh, equating productivity to worthiness. Mm. Because she was, if she was relaxing at all, she'd be like, mm -hmm, no, 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 can't relax. Can't have to do wow. laundry. I have to do dishes. I have to do something. And so I saw being productive as being like worthy basically. So that I know a hundred percent that's where my beliefs come from seeing that from an early age. Wow. So that's definitely something I've had to work on is like, it's okay to relax and things yeah. can still happen if you're at the pool or at the beach. Like if I'm at the beach, I'm like, I should be somewhere else. Yeah. And but I'm like, no, like things can still happen. I allow myself to still receive all the things, even mm -hmm. if I'm sitting at the beach, not in front of my computer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. So yeah, it's like you're similar with that, but well, now as you're saying it, I'm kind of realizing like, you know, my dad works out every single day and my mom can never just sit and relax. Mm -hmm. Like she's always doing something and she wouldn't necessarily say that to me. Like you need to be doing something too. But like you, that's what I saw. Yeah. Like he was, he worked a ton and she all, if she wasn't doing laundry, she was cooking. And if she wasn't cooking, she was doing this or the, and, yeah. and the, yeah, the flip side to being productive makes you worthy is relaxing or resting makes you unworthy. Mm -hmm. And then that's what we believe. Yeah. So all it is is changing those beliefs because right. who's to say that's true. Right. That's then, not like a true fact, you know? No. Yeah. No. And then when you rest and you feel guilty for resting, it takes the whole benefit of resting exactly. away because exactly. your mind is racing. Exactly. Like I shouldn't be doing this. I could be doing this and this and this yeah. and this, but so we're both going to work on our relaxation yes. <laughs> and beliefs yes. around that. So you mm -hmm. did bring up your new business, which I definitely want to get into. But tell us that journey, how that even came about. Mm -hmm. um, I know you were in the news for a long time. And maybe just share a little bit about that journey and how that eventually came to a halt. And now you're living out your purpose. Yes. So I was in the news and I got to do a lot of really meaningful stories and then became the evening anchor. and then you know, that kind of stopped because you're on the desk and you're delivering the news instead of being out there with people, but that's the higher position. Mm. So the desk. Yes. Okay. Like that's like the promotion, like the evening anchor. Like I couldn't have done anything more at that yeah, point at yeah. that station. Yeah. You're capped out. Yes. Which is great. And I'm excited. I'm like, Oh, I'm the anchor. And then I think I just kind of quickly realized like, sitting here and doing this isn't what I'm meant to be mm. doing. And then 2020, it just totally did me in. And it was a combination of a lot of things. Like I think what happened with my family kind of gave me perspective as to how short life is. And if you're not enjoying it, then do something about it. Um, so that was one thing. And then, you know, every day I was COVID, vaccine, election, riot, protest, like mm. repeat, mm -hmm. you know, like Groundhog Day. Mm. And I just kind of felt robotic, like I was on autopilot and was not putting any energy and love or excitement into what I was doing. And 
or in the world. <laughs> yeah. Or in, or in the world. Yeah. Exactly. And I was miserable. I was miserable. Like I came home and cried all the time. And I don't think I realized at the time that that's what it was. Like, I don't think that I realized how unfulfilled I felt. I just knew that I couldn't continue mm, this feeling. I knew something was off. Yes. And so I left and that was very hard. And, um, I broke a contract to leave and that was a whole thing. It was definitely not the easy path. And I thought that I would be in TV forever. And so, but then when we started to really make our home here and love this community, I was like, well, I don't, I don't want to keep moving to bigger markets every two years because then you have to just wait to feel like you're home. Mm. So like I had a job lead in Charlotte to be a national health and medical reporter. And I was pushing for it and pushing for it. And I even had an out in my contract for it. And Jake said, I will go wherever you think we need to go. But I just feel like we're not mentally Florida. And I used to get so mad at him when he would say that. <laughs> were because you guys married at this time? No, we weren't engaged yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, we weren't engaged yet. Okay. And so, um, you know, I was just, I was so certain, like, this is my path, like Charlotte's next. And I was emailing with the president of NBC News Channel and I did a ton of health and medical stories for them. And it looked like it was maybe going to happen. And then like half their newsroom got laid off because of COVID. Oh my and gosh. then when that didn't happen, I realized like, okay, well, I can't stay here. Like I was kind of holding out for that. And Jake kept saying, making these comments, like we're not leaving Florida. And I used to get so upset with him, <laughs> probably because deep down, I knew that we weren't supposed to leave Florida either. Yeah. But I was convincing myself that this was the, I, this was the next step I had to take yeah. because this is what I studied. So I had to continue on yeah. this path and had to move around. And, and I think you're just so miserable in your current situation. They're like, Florida equals this situation. Yes. So getting out of Florida equals not the situation. Right. And he <laughs> really helped me with that because he's mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you might spend eight hours in there a day, but you spend 16 hours not in there and you need to focus on the life that we've built outside of there. Mm -hmm. Like we live so close to the beach and we have amazing friends and like, those are the things you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and he was right, but I did realize that I can't sit here and do this do anymore. Do we need to repeat that for him? Yeah. He was right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll give it to him. He can have it for sure. Because the, God knows there are plenty of times yeah. where I'm like, I was right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I left and it was very hard to leave. They did not want me to leave. They didn't understand why I was leaving. I when think did they, you leave? Um, Spring of 2021. Okay. And, you know, was kind of trying to find things in the community now that I knew that I wanted to stay here that had some kind of meaning to me and immediately thought of the Haven which is a nonprofit for people with disabilities. And I found the Haven through doing stories there. And anytime they built a new house or had something going on, I always went back and always felt this connection mm -hmm. to the Haven. Mm -hmm. And that's where I ended up working, which was a whole leap because I'm switching from broadcasting to a nonprofit. Yeah. So what is the Haven? So the Haven, it's a, it's a, they have a 32 acre campus and they also have a campus in Venice and they have a preschool for kids with and without disabilities. They have a high school for kids with disabilities. And then they have an adult work program where adults can come work and earn a paycheck. That's so cool. And then there's a residential program. So there's um, six group homes. There's two more being built right now. Um, so they home over 50 adults. So, you know, for these parents of kids with disabilities, the thing that keeps them up at night is what's going to happen to my child when I'm no longer here. Mm -hmm. And it's something that our parents don't have to think about because mm -hmm. we're self-sufficient and independent. Um, and so when they have this place where they can live, work, play, be accepted, be happy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. Amazing for whoever started that. Oh my I gosh. Mean, it's pretty old, right? Yeah. It was, it was, it was started in the fifties yeah. and it was, it was a group of parents who had kids that age um, that preschool age and realized that there weren't really any resources mm. for them. So it started as a preschool mm. and then kind of snowballed from there. And in that original preschool class from the fifties, two of those kids are now adults in their seventies who live at the Haven. Oh still. my gosh. Yeah. So ah, full circle moment. Yeah. So 2024 <laughs> will be 70 years. Wow. Um, so, wow. and it's, it's just a very, very special place. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had no nonprofit experience obviously, but I knew that I could tell their story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's, you know, I got to really start doing a lot of videos and then it kind of turned into like a development fundraising role. And we had our first gala and, um, I'm still helping them with the gala, you know, next year. And I'm kind of skipping ahead because I didn't talk about leaving, but, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of took this other leap recently where I had this idea for No Blues News and thought it was going to be like a little hobby. And then very quickly kept getting all of these signs yeah. from the universe saying, do it. We need it. You're the one that needs to do it, et cetera. Like on repeat. You are the chosen one. I'm for the this. chosen one. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just this feeling like, like Robert Holden. Yeah. He called it answering the call. Yeah. Like answering your soul's yeah. calling. Yeah. And he said that Carl Jung called answering the call, the irrational factor. Mm. And he's like, you know, how, you know, how many people, you know, if you left your job, a steady, great job at a great place to go pursue something unknown, like how many people in your life told you that it was not the safe, smart thing to do? Pretty much everybody. Irrational, which is irrational. the thing you need to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's, um, it was one big leap to switch from TV mm-hmm. to nonprofit. And now it's another big leap to leave a nonprofit that I was so certain of my path there and loved being there and loved everything about it. So, which also tells me to, to leave that, obviously something bigger than what I can comprehend yeah. is calling me and to do you're so. you're basically, you know, doing a extension of that. Yes. It's going to be yours. Do you remember the first sign that you had that maybe like, what was the first sign you had to about no, no blues news? So I started a newscast at the Haven mm-hmm. called Haven Happenings instead of a newsletter. So it's anchored by the clients with disabilities and it's all their campus news and it's super happy. Mm. And every time I would post, the parents would comment saying, I look forward to this every month. Like this is the happy news we need. And I think kind of subconsciously it started to form that yes. way. Like it wasn't the first newscast or even the second one. I think it was just kind of over time, like, wow, I really missed kind of like producing a newscast and yeah. I missed um, getting to tell these stories. And I saw this response to the positivity. Yeah. And then one day I was, um, I was with the woman who ended up being my founding donor and she said, I love the Haven newscast. And I said, I feel like we need this for everywhere. Yeah. Not just just here. Yeah. And she was like, well, you have to do it. I'm like, I know, but I also have a full-time job and you know, like didn't, and I just got this feeling that day and I literally left and this was, this was only five months ago. So in the grand scheme of things, it really has not been long. Mm-mm. And I literally left lunch with her and immediately applied for my tax ID and started filling out all the things I needed for my IRS determination status and starting that whole nonprofit yeah. process. And I started to know that this was going to be something special when none of that busy work and administrative stuff felt like work. Like I was yes. excited to do all of it, even yes. the parts that people dread. Yes. Like, okay, you're going to have to fill out this form and you're going to have to you're go like, to the Department Yay. of Agriculture. And I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> and other people who would hear me say that uh-huh. would probably be like, okay, you're nuts. But it was any anything that I could do that brought me closer to the exactly this idea of this yeah. thing, I was all about it. That's like finding the feeling. That's what... I yeah. love like finding the feeling is like a manifestation tip. Um, finding that finding the feel good feeling is all you got to keep keep doing that. And it's almost like you jumped off a cliff knowing that there would be a safety net on the way down. It's like such a leap of faith to do that. And you got to combine your two passions and skills yes. and talents, like obviously the news and then the nonprofit and just combining those. And like you said, people respond to the positivity, I think. hmm. I think people feed into bad, yes. like drama. Yes. And they get hooked. But it's almost like it's almost like people are more likely to leave a bad review than a good one. Um, yes. So <laughs> this is kind of the same thing. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. And I think it's interesting because I would say 90% of the people who have heard about this idea have said the exact words to me. I don't watch the news anymore. It's so mm-hmm. depressing. I don't even watch it anymore. I turn my TV off. And then you have the other ones who, you know, the few who are like, oh, good news only. Good luck finding those stories. And it makes me really sad that people really genuinely believe that Mm. because there is so much goodness Mm. all the time. But when you're not shown it and you get addicted to waking up, starting your day every single day in this fight or flight mode, right? Of like, ooh, like what's going to get my adrenaline up today? Mm -hmm. Like we're addicted to it to a certain standpoint. It's the same reason why we watch horror movies. It's the same reason why we see a bad car accident and we can't look away. So true. But I do think that people are starting to kind of change their tune with it. And I think people have had enough. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, don't trust journalists anymore because of, you know, some things that have happened. And 
I'm not saying that every journalist should be trusted, but yeah. there are really good ones who just want to tell stories. Yeah. And I'm excited that I'm going to have this platform to uplift, unite, and inspire with stories as opposed to scare and stress people out, make them anxious, make them genuinely believe deep down that our world is only filled mm. with hate. Oh, yeah. 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 I love that. And we won't get into it, but again, like just feeding your subconscious with fearful, toxic, bad news is only going to start cr to create that into your reality. So with stuff like this, if they can only look at positive, only look at good, yeah, that's the kind of stuff you're going to start to see in your own reality as well. So mm -hmm. talk more about no blues news. I'm so excited for it I'm to so launch. Excited. It's already, I just feel like it's already a thing that hasn't even like launched its first thing yet. <laughs> I feel like it's been part of me my whole life. Isn't that weird? But it's only been five yeah. months and only it's only been less than a month yeah. that I have not been at the Haven anymore full time. That is crazy. It is crazy. Just in the short amount of time I've been with you, it's like all these things are coming in. This person, this person, this opportunity, this. I mean, it's like it's crazy to witness, but it's it's really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. And I feel like I used to say, I used to say things like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. And then I had to stop saying that because I'm like, no, you need to believe it because Jim Quick said when we went to yeah. see him, you know, a lot of people say all the time, well, I'll believe it when I see it, you know, with whatever, whatever goal it is or a task that someone tells them they're going to do. But at the same time, you need to believe it in order yes. to see it. Yes. Preach. Yeah. Preach. <laughs> and that one really hit me. That one really hit me because. Have you not heard that before? No. Oh my God. I love that. And I yeah. love yeah. it. Yeah. And because um, that, that's what I feel like I'm doing with this new venture. Like I just believe in it mm. so much that I'm not even worried about any of the rest of it. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's where, you that's know. That's all you need. That's all I need. Belief. Self-belief. Yes. 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 And I'm not saying like, it's not going to be a linear Right, right. Like right. I've never owned a business. I've never, I've, I've never been an entrepreneur and yeah. like even calling myself one still feels like imposter yeah. syndrome. Uh-huh. But you You'll know, have to listen to my imposter syndrome episode. Yes. I have one. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Of course you do. Uh -huh. I love that. Yeah. That's why this is great. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be weekly. Uh, it's going to be a weekly newscast and it's going to be digital. So YouTube and Facebook, and I'll do like little teaser clips of stories on Instagram. And mm -hmm. I guess I'm going to have to learn TikTok like the cool kids because everyone's <laughs> like, you need a TikTok. Uh, um, but I've already shot a bunch of stories and some of them are like a sea turtle release and um, senior friendship centers, which is a nonprofit here. They had a senior prom for their uh, senior citizens. So, so cute. cute. So cute. The and iPad one. Yes. The police department gave away a oh. hundred iPads to a whole um, trailer park of yeah. children and um, just... Can you imagine hearing that on the news and not hearing murder, shots, uh -huh. car crash, uh -huh. car accident, killed? Like, I don't know. It's just, I can't. I can't do it with the news. Right. I haven't watched the news in a long, very long time. But. I know. I mean, even when I was working in the news, I didn't watch the news. Yeah. And I would even say to Jake all the time, I'm like, I have to be like the worst news anchor ever because I feel like <laughs> I'm advocating for what you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I literally like go in there and read it and come home yeah. and like Isn't someone be like, Oh my God. So what you're in the news, what do you think about this? I'm like, I don't know. I, know. What you're going on again? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause That's, you have to, that has to feel so unfulfilling and yeah. so empty and so blah. When you just, like you said, you're robotic, you just go in and get in and get out and you're like, Oh my God, it probably felt like emotionally exhausted. It was times. kind of like, I, I mean, I compared it to acting in a sense. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like this persona, mm. like this news persona. And mm. when you know me in real life, I'm just so not like that. So it's just <laughs> kind of funny. Like I kept saying to Jake, I feel like Hannah Montana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just a double life. Yeah, which is good that you're still so young and you've already been there, done that, accomplished it. And now yeah. you're moving on. Where yeah. most people could probably get really stuck and yeah. stay for way longer than they probably needed to. Decades. Yeah. Because they that's their identity and they feel like, well, I got my degree in this and I have to stay in yeah. this. And that was, that was a whole thing that I had to navigate and convince myself like, no, you're not a quitter or you're not giving up because you're unhappy. Mm -hmm. And like, that was a whole conversation I was having in my head. And then this time the leap is more so like, you do have what it takes and you do deserve it and you can do it. Mm, so it. it's a different challenge with each leap. Yes. Yeah. But they're all, they're all good for me. Yeah. I know that. They're all going to take you to the next level. Yeah. Even yeah. down to... It's not a downhill climb. It's an uphill climb every single time. Yeah. 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 And even down to 
the way that my makeup or my hair looked or the jewelry I would wear and like the clothes I would wear, you know, just always being under scrutiny. Mm. Like now I might be, I might be anchoring a new show again, but I get to do it like the Halley way, yeah. which is great. Like I can wear a rainbow dress if I want yes. and I can like, I can wear <laughs> earrings and I can have my nails all different rainbow colors. Rainbow colored nails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just stuff like that, which like sounds so trivial and like it wouldn't really matter. But when you're constantly judged on your appearance mm. and you know put your hair behind your shoulders or take that jewelry off it's distracting or talk slower or project more or, you know, just yeah. pause pause yeah. here like it's never just, satisfied just like a never-ending list of things that you could always change which feels exhausting yes you mean saying that i feel free okay mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh my gosh so when is the official first launch of your news uh letter cast broadcast? so it's gonna be june 22nd oh yeah, June 22nd, which is three weeks from today. Yeah. So I'm going to do it on Thursdays, like your podcast. So yeah. You can just check them all off on the same yes, day. All the yes. good stuff. <laughs> um, and it's going to, yeah, it's going to be weekly to start because it's literally just me going around and finding the stories and shooting them and editing them. And then I'm going to come film the on-camera part in here where I'll read my scripts and then edit everything together yeah. in post. So sustain, like, you know, I would love for it to be every day mm. and eventually that's the dream, but that would require a very big team. Yeah. Girl, you yeah. got it. Yeah. We believe. Oh yeah. We believe it's happening. Oh, it'll it's happen not, for sure. Not tomorrow, but yes, it will happen. <laughs> well, I, and it's funny because, because I'm doing all these different parts of this new job, I haven't really had time to like put it out into the world yet and like try to get it out there like digitally and socially and grow it and um, I got a message the other day. I don't think I told you this. I got a message from this woman in Charlotte and she messaged, she saw my video about no blues news and messaged me. And she said, this is exactly why I left my blooming journalism career. And I love what you're doing. And if you need a correspondent in Charlotte, let me know. Oh my gosh. And I haven't does, even put it not, out there. That does not like, surprise me in the least. Like it's I, exactly. You haven't even, not even put it out there yet. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you need an assistant just to handle all the messages and emails you're going to be getting. That's it. That'll be a good problem to have yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited for you. Thank what you. has been your biggest lesson in all this? If you can look back and just be like, yeah, like one little a lesson that you've learned between gosh, COVID, leaving a job, mm-hmm. starting this this whole thing, the people that have come into your life. Mm-hmm. What's like a big lesson you've learned? The big lesson, I think, is to trust your intuition and to be heart led in what you do. It gives me goosebumps to even say it like everything. I think a lot, some people are a lot more like logical and rational and I've always been more emotional and heart led, Mm -hmm. but every leap I've taken thus far, knock on wood, um, I don't want to blow people's ears (laughs) out on that. We were just talking about that, but, um, I just have trusted myself. The lesson really is to just trust yourself Mm -hmm. and what, you know, deep down, like with you, you know, saying that you wanted to progress in this fitness thing, but then your heart was saying, I don't even really want to do this. Like you knew, yeah. you knew that you didn't want to do it. And that's why I wasn't materializing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. just trust yourself and your heart and your intuition cool. and believe in yourself. Okay. Well, that was, that was a, a good answer. Um, but I want to do a megaphone moment still. I feel like that okay. was kind of a megaphone moment. So okay. on Habits You Love, we do a megaphone moment where this is, if you had a megaphone to the world and mm-hmm. everyone stopped in their tracks, mm-hmm. And was like, we're going to listen to what Hallie is saying and then actually go and apply it. Let me get the megaphone out. Ooh, okay. You can, it, there's no batteries. We're just, it's okay, a good. fake. It's a fake. We're just going to pretend. Okay. But this is megaphone moment. Okay. So what is your megaphone Do I moment? like use it? Or do we just, we just, no, we just look at it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, <cool>. it's, it's pretty. <laughs> Perfect. It is pretty. Okay. Um, <sighs> megaphone moment. Um, the world needs good news and it's out there. Hmm. That's it. Love it. Yeah. Look for it. Yeah. Find it. Look for it. Know that it exists and don't underestimate the power of what it can do for us to come back together and unite as opposed to how divided we've been. I love it. Yeah. And I think if you are looking for it, seeking it, it will just start showing up automatically after that. It's a little bit of practice getting there, but look for it first. It's true. Be open to it. Well, we will put all the information about Hallie and No Blues News. And um, oh, one quick thing we didn't uh, touch on is you did write a book, a children's book that we didn't touch on. So maybe share us a little bit about that. And I also put that in the show notes, a link to to her book as well. Yes. So the book is called My Disability is My Superpower. And I wrote it while I was at the Haven. 
And it really was all to raise awareness for the Havens Selby preschool, because it's about a kid who has a disability and finds this amazing school where he's accepted and appreciated and even celebrated for his differences. Um, so I'll, half of the proceeds go to the Haven Aww. and yeah, and there's a little blurb on the back about yeah. the Selby preschool and the Haven and where it is. So just teaching kids to be nice and kind and teaching them that there are places out there where people will welcome you and even encourage you to be different. Yeah, I love that. I forgot I wanted to share that. So that will yeah. also be in the show notes. And hopefully you guys will subscribe to No Blues News and to Hallie, follow her um, news. Uh, is that a newsletter or news? It'll um, subscribe yeah. to the YouTube channel. Okay, you, yeah, like a new YouTube new stream out every Thursday yeah. um, with, with only good news. So thank yeah. you so much again. Thank you for your positivity, your light, being the person that you are. We need more people like you in the world. Thank and you. I'm so blessed to know you. Thank you. I feel the same way. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.